Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Joyride, and it is a uh, new comedy starring a four uh, Asian women. Kind of a kind of an Asian version of Girls Trip, I would say. Um, where uh, they all go together on this supposed to be a work trip. And then it turns into this whole other thing where the the lead uh, actor actress is looking for her her birth mother because she was adopted. Um, she doesn't really want to find her, but uh, her friend is like obsessed with trying to find her birth mother, and she finds out more information about her uh, her background through that process. And of course, the the whole thing is really just uh, like a you know a, a traditional raunchy comedy. Uh, with gross out jokes and stuff like that, very very much like uh, Girls Trip or like a Bridesmaids that kind of thing. Um, but we'll get into I guess more of the storyline and stuff as we go along. But Sam, what did you think of Joyride? I loved it. I very much enjoyed it. It was freaking hilarious. There was times where I was like laughing so hard that I was crying. I want to see it again because I feel like there's. A lot of jokes that we may have missed, too, because a lot of people like we were still laughing while like the characters were still talking on screen. So I just feel like and a lot of the jokes that some of us caught, I feel like were pretty quick that others maybe didn't. So I feel like I just want to watch it again. But I uh, before we saw the movie, I, I saw something online. It was like a headline for Joyride. And it said, like, this movie is just it was a negative headline. It said something like. It's just raunchy to be raunchy, um, and it pokes fun at Americans and white people or something like that. Is this and on Fox News? Where were you reading? I don't know. Like, I just remember <laughs> seeing it. I don't know if I saw it on TV at the gym or if I saw it, like, online. Like, I really don't remember where I saw it, but then... <laughs> Like, after watching it, I'm like, okay, that had to be written by a Karen, like a white American Karen or something, because I would say, yes, this movie was raunchy, which made it hilarious, and it also made it hilarious, the fact that they were, like, pointing out differences or making fun of, like, Americans or white people, because it was funny. It was it was so funny to me. To me, it, ma- it makes fun of, like, white Americans the way, it ma- the way like, Get Out made fun of it. Kind of like... They try so hard not to be racist, but it's like it's almost like they can't help it. Yeah. Is that kind of thing where I'm trying to be I'm trying to be uh, an, ally. Quote, an ally, but everything I say is pretty offensive, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like she says, like, yeah, I really appreciated that Mulan themed party y'all did for, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff where it's like they think they're doing good. And it's like this is actually really offensive. That kind of thing. Yeah. But I didn't think it was like overtly making fun of that. That's like barely part of the movie. It's like. Five percent of the movie is making fun of white yeah. Americans, but whatever, you know. So I, I just, I loved it because not only was it speaking to being um, like Chinese American, yeah, you know, and having a full Asian cast, but also just the fact that they're women, yeah, and because um, the the main girl who's so it's the two best friends, right? And y'all have seen this in the trailer, like when they were little, one a little girl like punches a little boy in the face for being and, a racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I love her character. Her name is Lola. She's um. There's a Lolo. 
Oh, Lolo. Yeah, sorry, Lolo. So her parents are were Chinese immigrants, and you could tell that they were tough. Like they they stood up for themselves. Like they weren't afraid to stand up for themselves, and they taught that to their daughter Lolo. And so she grew up like you know being tough and standing up for herself. And the reason why she punched that little boy in the face and they became best friends was because she helped teach the other girl how to stand up for herself. And she was always just there for her, right? And so the other girl, she was adopted from China. And um, what's her name? Audrey? I forgot her character's name. Yeah, I think her name's Audrey. That sounds right. Um, you know, at a very young age, like at school, these boys were kind of making fun of her because she was adopted. You know, kind of saying stuff. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Um, so we are still taking care of Bane post post surgery, and um, he's not supposed to be messing with his incision site, and uh, that's like his favorite thing to do. So it's cone time, baby. Sorry for the interruption, folks, but uh, yeah. So now we have a, a little dog running around with a <laughs> cone on his head. Anyway, proceed. So these boys made fun of her for you know being adopted and stuff, and you know it really hurt her feelings and. Her friend Lolo told her, like, you don't have anything to prove to these guys, right? So then it kind of fast forwards to, like, her whole life. She's, like, proving to everybody that, you know, she can do great things. So it just kind of goes through her school and her career, like, where she's getting all these awards, straight-A student, and now she's a lawyer. And she's, like, you know, really good at everything she does. Because it's just, like, she's trying to prove to everybody that, like, you know, she she can do these things, that she is an awesome, you know, person, whatever. And so I really liked that they showed her interacting with her coworkers. They're all white men, okay? Because she, she's a lawyer. She works with all these other lawyers. And she's she's acting like one of the guys to fit in, like... She's playing their sport. She talks to them the way they talk to each other. Like, you know, they're all like, oh, you suck, Brandon, or whatever. And she's like, yeah, Brandon, you suck. You know, like, she, she's trying to be one of the men to fit in, to succeed. And there's even a, a line where her boss tells her something like, wow, that's, you know, you, you're really good for, and then the other guys fill in, like, for a woman, and the other one says, for an Asian. And he's like... I was going to say for an associate, you know, but I love that they put that in there because, you know, like for this film too, like not only is it a struggle for women or for Asians, like on their yeah. own, right? But to be both of those things, to like a, a woman of color, yeah, it's, just... it's even harder. <laughs> yeah. So I just love that they put that separation in there like that, like to call that out. Like, yes, we have it. It's so much harder for us to fit in with you guys just to do the things that they take for granted or guys do or get so easily, you know? Like, it's, I just loved like everything about this movie pretty much because it all always had a comment on either being a woman, being, you know, Asian or a person of color. And then even when it comes to like the reason why her mom gave her up for adoption, like I almost started crying, you know, because it's like, again, people trying to control women's bodies and trying to tell them what they can and can't do with their own bodies and their own lives. And um, that contributed to the reason why she was put up for adoption. And so... I, I just loved everything about this movie. And I don't know if 
you know, men will really see those things that I saw or that women will pick up from this movie. But that's why I love it because this movie's not for men. Like, you know, it's not really for men. It's like for everybody, but I just love that there's things that either women or women of color can like notice and appreciate and laugh at and, and really understand. So, um, Stephanie Shu, is that how you say it? Yeah. Your last name? Yeah, I think so. H S U. Sue or Shu? Yeah, she's in this movie. I freaking she's, love her. She, yeah, and unfortunately, she's the only one whose name I know because, you know, she. we first saw her in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Uh, as Joel's, like, side chick or whatever. And no, then, his girlfriend. Oh, his girlfriend. That's movie. right. That's right. I'm sorry. No offense to side chicks or whatever. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> No, yeah. So that's where we first saw her, and of course, she became. Uh, she got really noticed with uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. She was the, the daughter. She should have won the Oscar she for that movie. Yeah. Uh, no offense to Jamie Lee Curtis, but she definitely deserved that over Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, like, for that role. Yeah, Stephanie's role in that movie was so she, complex. Like she played. She was playing dual roles, basically. Yeah, yeah, like so many different types of roles yeah. in that movie. Jamie Lee Curtis just had like the one. Yeah. And. And Stephanie, she killed it. She killed yeah. it in that movie. And I loved her in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, I, I think she's just an amazing actress. And then even in this movie, just proves that she can also do comedy very oh, well. Yeah. Because Easily. she was so good. Like, everything, even subtle things. Like, you know, there was a, a part where Audrey was telling the other girls that that Stephanie had a tattoo somewhere. And when Stephanie like heard that, she kind of turned her head slightly and kind of looked her up and down. And I was like, what <laughs> yeah. was that look? And then you find out later why, right? So I, I, was, I just love like everything she she does. Like she's just such a great actress. Like just things like that I remember. Cause I, I remember thinking like, how come she didn't get mad at her friend for telling everybody that she had that tattoo or whatever. But you know, she just played it so perfectly. Um, so I, I love Stephanie and I hope she gets to do a lot more things because I think she's great. The lead actress that played Audrey, I think she was in uh, Beef, that show with Ali Wong and uh, Stephen Yen. Yeah, I want to say she was the, yeah, she was like the assistant to, um, what's her face? That was her, Maria right? Bello. I want to say that was her, yeah. Um, <laughs> if it's not, then we're really sorry for I know. confusing that. I could have sworn it was her though, but um, I thought she did a good job and just... I love this the each character's story. Um, I, I thought everyone did a good job. I yes, the 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 raunchiness can be over the top at times, but once you realize like, oh, it's meant to be silly, it's meant to be like like then it's like, okay, just let go and have fun. Like it's freaking hilarious. Um, there were some a couple of jokes where I was like, okay, that was corny or you know, they, we could have done without that, but it wasn't so much that it like hurt the film to me. Like I thought everything else kind of made up for some of the corny spots. Um, but yeah, there's that fourth uh, character, Deadeye. It, it just reminded me of um, Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. Uh, yeah, I, I feel that. like they just had to have a the fourth weird person somewhere. That, yeah, who's kind of like, like weird and played for laughs. In all these movies, like even with like Melissa McCarthy's character in Bridesmaids, they have to have that weird like yeah. off person that's... To try to like balance yeah. out like <laughs> each yeah. character, the team or whatever. Um, so 
at first I was like, okay, this isn't necessary. Like, I feel like they're just trying to follow that, that, that formula, you know, formula, yeah. but, um, I, I did, I did like her character. Like once we got towards the end, I was like, oh, she's actually like super emotional and you're or super sensitive, you know, she just wants a friend. And I was like, okay, I'm not mad at it, but I don't know. I thought I had a good time watching it. It, it is very raunchy, but I hate that people kind of are going to say that in a negative way because you never hear that about The Hangover. You never hear that about all these Right, like, right. It's, it's only when it's a female-led movie that that's when it becomes a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're trying to say it's a negative thing to be raunchy. It's like, no, like, have you seen all of Seth Rogen's movies? Like, have you seen, like... And, and all the way going back to, like, the 80s, uh, you know, they had raunchy comedies like you know uh what was that movie uh i forgot it was called porkies there you go porkies all those movies those sex comedies where guys are just trying to get laid that's the whole thing of those movies as just gross and i mean like you said all the seth rogan comedies uh, you know all the like road trip all those comedies from the 2000s yeah they're all gross out comedies but nobody calls them that or raunchy right because they're all mostly dudes you know exactly So I I love that this film was made and I don't want people to say like, oh, this movie's so raunchy, like in a bad way. Yes, it's raunchy, but it's hilarious. It's raunchy as in all the other raunchy raunchy male films that are out there. So People think it's it's extra raunchy because I guess women aren't supposed to talk about sex and how they enjoy sex and stuff like that. Because that's just like with, not to go on a tangent here, but it's just like with hip hop, like when guys Mm -hmm. talk about all kinds of disgusting shit it's fine but as soon as like a cardi b or maybe the stallion starts talking about it it's like oh my god it's so disgusting can you believe mm-hmm. they have that on on mtv or whatever you know and it's like it's 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 a hypocrisy it it's is worst it is it very much is and mm-hmm. i hate that so you know don't i wouldn't say this movie's like raunchy in a bad way it's like raunchy in a hilarious way and i recommend it because i had a good time watching it my parents really, really want to see this movie, and I'm as we were watching, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I don't know. My parents love some raunchy comedies, but I, you know, I think they're I they're know. fine. They just don't like watching them with us because yeah. it makes it embarrasses them. You know, it it's does. A, it's that weird. It's that Catholic thing where <laughs> you just can't. You know, it's it's a it's an awkward thing watching sexual stuff, anything, jokes, yeah. even with your parents because. It's like that weird thing, like, how do you know about that? You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. I know they want to go see it, yeah. but, um, yeah. I'm sure your mom will like it. I don't know. Your dad might be like, wow, that was, that was bad. Or, you know, like, like you know, the raunchiness yeah. or whatever. But I, I think know, I, he might like he it. He might like it, too. No, I'm just saying, like, I could hear him saying, like, well, they were, they were so bad or whatever. Yeah. But, like, laughing about <laughs> it at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, what did you think about it? I, I liked it. I I wish I liked it as much as you did. Um, I liked all the like all the things you said about it, like in terms of representation, all that stuff. I love that, and I love that it's getting a big reaction and it seems to be making a good amount of money. That this kind of tells the studios, hey, you know, it is okay to make mm-hmm. not only female based movies but uh, women of color. Like they already did that with Girls Trip, and that was a big hit. And um, and I think that was probably my not complaint. My biggest drawback was that I just felt like it was a like an Asian version of Girls Trip. Like I felt like it wasn't that original mm-hmm. in terms of its its story and and the whole setup and everything. But I did like there are some truly laugh out loud moments 
um, thinking of one in particular. I'm sure it's the same one that you're thinking of uh, regarding that tattoo. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, there's also a lot of groaners, like you said. Like, there's a lot of parts where I'm just like, eh, that wasn't that funny or that was kind of corny, that was cheesy. And unfortunately, those moments stuck out for me because I was just like, mm, I don't know. I just, I'm like, how did that pass the the test, you know, in terms of like what you were going to film and what you were not going to film, you know, whatever was going to make it to the on screen. But I did like it. Um, it's a mild recommend for me, but I really hope they continue to make movies kind of like this, you know, geared towards. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's it's a it's something that all audiences can audiences can watch. But I know that there's little jokes in there that are very like specific to the Asian community, which I thought was cool too. Because you know, it's like those things where, like, when we watch a movie that has like a joke, like like in Coco, where they made a joke about the chancla or whatever. You know, like that's very much a thing that you know Hispanics, especially like Mexicans, can relate to. Like mm-hmm. it's a joke, kind of an inside joke. So there were jokes like that here too, which I thought were was cool because you know. It's at the even, uh, what I, I liked about it was it showed there's a scene where it shows like the even the racism within the Asian community yes. like ugh I thought she, at least she's not Japanese or something like that you know jokes like that where people were like oh my god like I could hear people like oh my god Jesus or whatever but I'm like no people are like that even Hispanics yeah, are like your older family Puerto is R- like that <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like uh the, you know Puerto Ricans are this you know everyone's like talks shit about each other and it's like we're all part of this larger community but. Even within that community, we talk crap about the other <laughs> the other groups. So it's funny that they included that in this as well. Like, there's a lot of yeah, like ja- cha- ja- Japanese, Chinese, and Koreans. Like, they all get this little these little jabs in at each other. Yeah. So that was pretty funny too. Yeah, it was really funny. Like, because they went to go visit Lolo's family in in China. They stayed with like her grandma, and it's a big family. And I I loved that scene because. I don't know, like, you just, it reminded, like you said, it reminded me of kind of, like, our family, like, they're being racist within our mm. community, and you have the younger generation saying, stop yeah. being racist! Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, that eyes calls <laughs> them out, and so it's just, it's so funny and, and relatable, and um, there's also a scene where, or a few scenes where they talk to Audrey, because Audrey's the adopted girl, and they tell her, like, you know, you keep saying, like, I'm in trouble. I can't handle this. I'm super stressed. I'm, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, like, in America, you know, because we're a capitalist society and, you know, it's all about competition and, you know, individualism. And when you go to other countries, they 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 even say in the movie, it's, like, about the collective here. Yeah, we're all we. about family. It's we. It's about our community and how we can help each other. And um, I, I love that they called that out for people in the movie because it's true like even when you go to mexico like you feel it you know it's different like when you see a mexican family like it's always it always feels like a party you know it's always a big family together and um i I just love that they called out these differences and then um another thing that i noticed that it i didn't notice at first um so in the beginning of the movie they show the two best friends just watching a movie sitting on the couch audrey the adopted girl, she's eating um, chips out of a bag with her hands. And then her friend Lolo had a bowl of the chips and she was eating them with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Bless you. And it, it's a very like, a quick scene. They kind of just show it real quick. And then like 
they move on. And for a second, I was just like, oh, huh, that's, you know, funny or, you know, whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And then later on, I, I saw like, I think it was Deadeye, like eating a bag, uh, the chips out of the bag with her chopsticks. And, and then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, that's just another difference that they were showing like between Chinese and Americans, like, you know, like, why are we eating chips with their dirty ass hands? <laughs> like, you know, I just, I liked those subtle differences that they showed. Like, maybe some people won't pick up on it or they yeah. just thought it's played for laughs. But no, I liked that they showed those different things. I did like that too. I, I liked the way that they kind of showed Audrey um, kind of having to deal with, it's that thing that a lot of uh, second or third generation um children of like immigrants have to deal with which mm-hmm. is like you're you you were born and raised in america so you're americanized like that's who you are and so maybe the older generations or people that look like you kind of criticize you because oh you don't speak you don't speak the language like mm-hmm. you know like i'm sure people you know you probably get that sometimes like oh you don't speak spanish you're not fluent in spanish it's mm-hmm. like well no i mean i i my parents didn't teach me spanish garbage american <laughs> that only speaks english that's what she <laughs> says yeah so it's that it's that and and then of course but she still looks Asian or yeah. she still look Hispanic, whatever, whatever race you are or ethnicity. And so even in America, you're still going to get crap for that because mm-hmm. of the way you look. So she had, there's a scene right there where she talks about that, like not being able to fit in yeah. on one side or the other. It reminded me of the Selena yeah. movie yeah, really. where she was like, I'm too American to be Mexican or too Mexican to be American or yeah. whatever. I yeah. forgot how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, it's like that for a lot of the younger generations of the immigrated families. And so a lot of the time, the, through the whole movie, like if someone's speaking Mandarin or, you know, she she's kind of looking at her friends because they're they they all speak uh, so, a little bit, at least a little bit of uh, Chinese. And so she's kind of looking to them to, to translate for her because and that's very realistic. You know, you said mm-hmm. a lot in, you know, like, what is she saying? You know, <laughs> and you have to be like, oh, she's saying, you know. You look pretty or whatever. And then it's funny, too, because it's that thing where there's a there's a couple of scenes where like somebody will say something and then the person will kind of translate it. But it, it they'll kind of like word for word. they'll kind of dull the effect. Like if it's a little out there, they'll be like, um, she just said, you know, like she wonders why you did this, you know, and maybe the other person was being a lot more rude or something. Yeah. But it's that thing where you don't want to be the one delivering a rude message. So you kind of yeah. dumb it down or give them the gist of what was said, you know that kind of thing so that was interesting too to see that kind of the the differences in culture and everything yeah um but yeah and even there's that scene where she uh i forget the guy's name ronnie chang i think is his name he's on the daily show Mm -hmm. um she basically is trying to keep up i know you said like she tries to keep up with her her uh boss and her coworkers, but then she also has to keep keep up with the Chinese businessman who she's like, Oh, I've heard that if you drink as much as the Chinese business, uh, you know, as the Chinese men do, then they'll respect you more or something. So even in that other side of the world, she's still having to, you know, um, basically play their game, Mm -hmm. you know, to get some kind of respect as a woman. Yeah. And I loved, I loved it. Um, when they were, when she was with like the Chinese businessmen, they were at this club, they were drinking, they're playing this party game. And it was basically you play, you take a shot, you each take a shot and you play rock, paper, scissors and whoever loses gets slapped. (laughs) So the men were doing it and they were slapping each other. And then um, Audrey gets up to go with the main business guy and 
she like slaps the shit out yeah, of him like, like he really bleeds. hard. Yeah, and, like he starts bleeding, <laughs> and you kinda, you kind of start thinking. I think everyone's kind of meant to think like, oh shit, she fucked this yeah. up. Like now he's gonna be mad, and you can tell like it hurt him. But then he has to play it. I off, love. <laughs> I love that he had to play it off and be like, oh, that didn't, didn't hurt, hurt yeah. and everyone was like, ha ha ha, and it goes back to normal. But I just, I loved that because she, like, everyone was kind of like, pa, yeah. pa, and she slapped the shit out of it. <laughs> and you could tell in his mind, he's thinking, how do I play this? Should I yep. be angry? Which he, he is. Yeah. Or because, or show that, hey, this woman didn't hurt me. Come on, it's uh-huh. a woman that hit me. Yep. So. He didn't want to cry about it and say, oh, man, this woman hurt me. So I, I loved that. I just, I was laughing so hard, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved the movie. I want to see it no, again. No, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad people are are reacting positively to it because I do want these kind of movies to keep continue to be made and not for them to be like, see, this didn't work. That's why we're not doing this anymore, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, and I did like the cast. I mean, everyone was good. I just, I wish it was fun. For me, I just wish it was a little funnier. I feel like it could have been funnier. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not up to like a bridesmaids, for instance. Um, for me, anyway. Or because that's one of those kind of movies where if it's on TV, like we're watching it, like it doesn't matter if it's halfway through or whatever. Um, But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope they they do something similar going forward. And it was, you said it was produced by, oh no, you didn't, but it was produced by um, Seth Rogen and his partner, Evan uh, Evan Goldberg. Yeah. They basically do everything together. It's that point grade production. So they, it's, it's the same production company that does all their movies, like, you know the interview, uh, super bad. All those. I don't know if it did super bad, but um, anyway. So you can tell these guys obviously saw something in this, and they decided to put their yeah, touch their names to it. So, and you can tell because the. I mean, this is in the trailer too. The whole drug scene. Yeah, that's in. Um, this is the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, like oh, let's drugs. do all the drugs, <laughs> yeah. or you know, there. I feel like that's in a. A few movies where yeah. it's like, oh, we have to do all the drugs or hide it in my butt right. or whatever. Like, Yeah, so. and, and I guess that's why I kind of also didn't enjoy it as much because I feel like there was a lot of things that were taken from other movies. And I'm like, I've seen this before. I've seen, yeah. I've already seen this, you know, the, the drug stuff and um, the reactions to the drugs, of course, afterwards. Yeah. So. And, you know, I will say, like, I was disappointed with that there to me there really was no reaction to the drugs like they did this whole scene about them taking drugs and you know hiding them and you know they did a lot and then afterwards there was no trip like there the stephanie stephanie did have like reactions to the cocaine but then like nobody else like i think dead eye had one where she's like oh that giraffe's throwing its spots but like other than that nobody else was like having any no there was no trip really shown off of the drugs So I was like, okay, they did this whole scene, this, you know, it was building up that they were doing all these drugs and then nothing really happened with that. Yeah. They were all kind of like back to normal. Yeah. And I think that's also part of the, uh, due to the length of the movie, which is, it's surprisingly short because most of these, most movies nowadays, it's like, they have to be two hours. It's like a, a weird thing. Like even comedies, they're like two hours or two and a half hours sometimes. And this one was only an hour and a half. Like that's like old school comedy, you know, that's like, that's how they used to make them. And now they make them really long. But maybe there was something that was supposed to go in there that they cut. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was it's a fun movie. It's definitely a fun movie to go watch with, like, a crowd of people. Because everyone, I mean, we had a very boisterous laugh yeah. in our 
I mean, like, the lady next to me loud. was laughing loud. Okay. I heard her. Yeah, I mean, I was laughing till I was crying on some parts. So yeah, it's definitely a movie to watch with a uh, with a bunch of people. But yeah, yeah, I, I uh, mild recommendation from me, and then high recommendation from Sam. Yeah. So was there anything else you wanted to add no. about that? Uh, all right, so that wraps up Joyride. Um, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We don't have a thread account. I know that's a new thing now, but uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Um, and then also be sure to subscribe to us, uh, uh, to our podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.